everyone, and welcome back to Broken Vessels Mended by God, a podcast where we study passages of scripture. And my name is Ruth Douthit, and I'm a teacher of God's Word, and I love to share what I've gleaned from studying the Bible. And we have just started a new Bible study called It Is Well With My Soul. We are looking at various passages, sort of go-to passages that we use when we are dealing with anxiety and fear. I have several passages I go to on a regular basis when I'm having trouble sleeping or I'm just, you know, feeling anxious. And I know you probably do too. So this is from a book called It Is Well by Sarah Morrison over at the Daily Grace Company. And I wrote this Bible study to teach friends at work years ago. And so I thought it would be fun to share with you the things I've learned. So let's get started. Grab your Bibles, your favorite beverage, a comfortable chair, and let's open God's Word to learn more about Him. Lesson 2, Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7. Ah, yes, Philippians 4, a very, very famous passage of Scripture that I go to all the time. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Did you ever have anxious thoughts about some serious issues you are facing and a loved one tells you not to worry about it? How did that make you feel? Written to the early church, Paul's letter to the Philippians can bring us much comfort when our loved ones just cannot understand what we are going through. They mean well by saying what they say, but it doesn't really help, does it? Be anxious for nothing. Now remember, Paul didn't write this verse as a way of saying not to worry about it in a dismissive manner, no. Paul's letter was a reminder to the early church and to us Anxiety can't be switched on and off like that, but it can be overcome. And Paul's letter reminds us of where our peace comes from, God himself. So when friends and family don't understand, we can rest in knowing that God does understand and has given us his word to rely on when things of this world are unreliable. How does this truth make you feel? But in everything. That's what Paul wrote. Paul's letter to the early church wasn't a command not to worry, like some friend who doesn't understand about anxiety. Instead, his letter reveals his understanding. His letter is more about providing a practical way of handling anxiety that focuses on God and not our circumstances. Paul gives the believer a practical way to deal with anxious thoughts. Paul wanted the church to remember that we can take everything to God in prayer and not just the big stuff, you know? So many times we think we should only pray about those big issues. But Paul encouraged believers to take everything to God in prayer. How have you learned to take everything to God in prayer? I know for me, 
I take everything in that, even sometimes when I can't find a parking space or I can't find a building I'm supposed to go to. Or if my son, I remember years ago, he was frantically, frantically looking for something in his room. And I said, well, let's stop and pray. So we sat on his bed and we prayed for God to help us find it. And of course, my son rolled his eyes like, oh, geez, mom, you know. But after we said amen and we continued searching, we found the lost item. So I used that as a way to show my son we should pray about everything, not just the big things, but even the little things. One of my all-time favorite hymns is What a Friend We Have in Jesus. I used to sing it to our son when he was little at bedtime. This reminder of Paul in Philippians 4 brings this hymn to mind. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Are you coping? Because I work from home now, I purposefully set up my workspace in my bedroom facing our back window. This window looks out over our back patio, the trees, and a little bird bath my husband gave me. This bird bath is very popular. Many birds visit throughout the day to drink water or bathe. I get to watch them through the window. The little birds and the big birds of all shapes and sizes come and drink from the bird bath, and it makes me smile. I feel calm just watching the little birds drink or splash around in the water on a very hot summer day. And I thank the Lord that he gave them this little bird bath to help them get through the summer. I plant flowers out back too and love to look up from my computer to see the colors of the flowers and the wind gently move the branches of the green trees. God has blessed me with this view. No, it isn't a beautiful mountain view or a pasture filled with wildflowers or a forest or even the beach. But you know what? It will do for me. The window view is a coping mechanism I have put in place to help me remain calm when anxiety creeps up on me. I immediately pray and thank God for the breeze, the trees, the little birdies, and flowers. My mind rests in the beauty of nature for just a moment. What about you? What coping mechanisms have you put in place to help you feel calm throughout the day? Sometimes we have framed photographs of family or places we visited. We might listen to soothing music or just white noise to help us. Imagine a friend asking you for ways to cope with so much change in the world. What coping mechanism would you recommend to this friend that might help her remain calm. What a glorious, kind God we serve in that he gives us ways to cope with the chaos of this world. The beauty of his creation is there for us to enjoy. Tapping into the beauty of nature is just one of the many ways mental health and wellness professionals advise people to cope with fear and anxiety. The psalmists understood this way when they wrote their songs of worship and praise. In Psalm 8, 
there's just one section of the psalm I love. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? What are your go-to verses about nature that you need to read to help you appreciate the beauty of God's creation? Write them down and put them around you so that when things get hectic, you can just glance at them and feel comforted. Identity in Christ In our last lesson, we looked at how important it is for the believer to remember who they are in Christ. Our identity in Christ is key to remaining at peace when the storms come. Remember when the storm came and the disciples had fear? In Mark chapter 4, we read about this. Starting at verse 35, it says, On the same day when evening had come, Jesus said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? So in this passage, where was Jesus, and what was Jesus doing? And what were the disciples doing? I had a pastor who used this passage in a sermon, and he said, you know, when things get tough and the storms come, remember where Jesus was and do what he did. Rest with Jesus. I always remembered that and tried to picture that in my mind when things get crazy. Am I resting with him or am I frantically afraid of the storm like the disciples were? I want to do what Jesus did and rest during the storm. Now fast forward to Acts chapter 12. In verse 5 it says, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. When Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. What was Peter doing in this passage? And what were the followers of Jesus doing? Now, isn't that quite a change compared to Mark chapter 4? What happened to Peter and the followers of Jesus from the time of Mark chapter 4 to decades later in the book of Acts? To years later in the book of Acts? That's right, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The very power of God gave Peter the peace that he needed during this storm, during these trials and tribulations. And the Holy Spirit moved the believers of Jesus to be fervent in prayer rather than panicking. They now had identity in Christ and the sealing of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, they had no fear or anxiety, only peace. By trusting in God. How does this fact help your faith?
life application. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So how do we apply all that we have learned about taking everything to God in prayer? Paul wrote, let your requests be made known to God. And all your prayers will be answered? No. He wrote, and the peace of God. God knows when anxiety begins to creep up on us. And God knows when we allow simple thoughts to take over. He knows it all. So prayer is what keeps us connected to Him, the one who knows it all. And this calms our soul, because we don't know anything, but He knows everything. So by taking everything to Him in prayer, we develop a deeper relationship with Him. We become totally dependent on Him. My son once asked me, if God's plan is set from the beginning, and we all know this, then why pray? And I said, for peace, peace of mind and rest of spirit. But this concept is difficult for those in the world to understand, isn't it? We can try and explain it, but it's kind of like describing the color red to someone who is blind. Unless they have the Holy Spirit, they cannot fully know this peace that passes all understanding. The peace of God is so different than the peace offered by the world. Paul wrote, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So there's that, that idea that it will guard our inner thoughts, our deepest thoughts. How? Through Christ Jesus. He's our guardian, our overcomer, our victor. We can rely on him. We know God's peace when we fully trust in him and not ourselves, not our eyes or the world. And isn't that what being a believer in Christ means? The power of prayer. Paul wrote, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I believe in prayer so much that I wrote a Bible study about what prayer is the purpose of prayer, and how we are to pray. Philippians 4 shows us the value of taking everything to God in prayer. We will receive the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding. Think about what that means and looks like to you. Think about why it is important for the believer in Jesus to pray. He's our headquarters, remember? We must always be in contact with headquarters, with the one who sees the entire layout. We can only see to the horizon, but God sees everything. Like those soldiers out on patrol in their squad, they always have the radio guy. The radio guy stays in connection with headquarters. Why? Because they have all the maps of the entire region, and they can tell them where the enemy is. And if they are under attack, the radio guy can call in for air support or more ground support. So that's why the enemy always goes for the radio guy first. We must be like that and always be connected to headquarters. And that is God. Because the enemy surrounds us and wants us dead. Praying to God changes us. 
God works his perfect plan of salvation through our prayers. He molds us into Jesus through our prayers. He refines us through prayer like metals in the flame. Remember what it says in Psalm 66? For you, O God, have tested us. You have refined us as silver is refined. God strikes out the impurities, and it hurts, but in the end, we shine like silver refined. How does that mental image encourage you and your thoughts? Although we can't turn off anxiety like a switch, Paul's letter to the Philippians gives us hope, the hope that we need today. Through prayer, we can receive the peace that we so need right now, but also we can have God's protection. Remember, Paul wrote, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's right, guarding. We once had this painting hanging in our son's room of an angel standing over a sleeping child protecting him. And we love that painting because it reminds us how we have God's protection over us. And that's what Paul was reminding the early church. The peace of God guards our hearts, those deep inner thoughts, and our minds or purpose. How? Through Christ Jesus. The word for heart there is cardia, and it means the center, the seat of spiritual life, the soul or mind, as it is the fountain and seat of the thoughts, passions, desires, appetites, affections, purposes, endeavors. So that's what he's saying. The peace of God guards our thoughts, our passions, desires, appetites, affections, purposes, endeavors, our soul to keep it from sinning. And the word for mind here is noema, I think that's how you pronounce it, and it means perception or purpose, the intellect, disposition itself, device, mind, or thought. So Paul is saying the peace of God guards our perceptions, our purpose, our intellect, dispositions, our thoughts. So basically what Paul was telling the early church and us is that is that God's peace will guard our deepest thoughts, passions, desires, reactions, perceptions, intellect, dispositions through Christ Jesus. That is the power of God within us. Tap into it today through prayer. We don't have to worry about anything. Through our obedience and taking everything to God in prayer, through our trust in Him, He will guard and protect us. That peace, that's the peace that we want, and that's the peace the world cannot comprehend. And isn't that what we all want from our relationship with God? So be encouraged. You are not left alone here to fend for yourself. You have been given a wonderful coping mechanism in prayer to the one who knows and loves you. How does that make you feel? So today, spend some time alone with God in prayer, asking Him to give you that peace of mind through Christ Jesus, to guard your heart and your thoughts. Spend some time in God's Word and talking with God about protecting your thoughts from going to that dark place of despair. Ask Him, and He will protect your thoughts with truth of His Word. 
And as Paul wrote in Romans 15, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Until next time, be blessed.